talk, the opinions, the panel. On the panel with us today, Mark Watson. How are you, sir? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Ricardo. All good. That's the story. We're just getting uh, Brendan Bradford over uh, from over the ditch up, uh, but they're two hours behind us, so it might take him a while to, to join in. Uh, but uh, what I, I see, the news has come out that uh, All Black, or former All Black, should we say now, Peter Garcia-Cooler has signed a two-year deal with Clermont with an option of a third year included. I mean, it feels like the loser here is the Chiefs, um, and it's all off the back of a pretty ordinary selection process by NZR. Yeah, look, I think you're right. I think it's disappointing for Super Rugby. I think it's just another thing that's just going to just slowly erode the level of interest in Super Rugby. We need to keep our characters. We need to keep our colourful personalities. And, um, you know, and to be fair, I thought he was an absolute star last year and good enough to clearly get picked for the All Blacks based on a Super Rugby form. But, you, you know, you've got to build your franchise. The competition needs those personalities, and it's just... You know, with All Blacks being rested and rotated, it's just a, it's just another dagger um, in the heart of Super Rugby for the fans. But yeah, look, I mean, clearly, I mean, you read between the lines. Clearly, was there some behavioural issues, or were there some issues off the field when he was in that All Black environment? There are a few whispers, there are a few rumours, but like anything with New Zealand rugby, there's been very little transparency around it. So we're allowed to have that perception that he's been badly treated or badly handled. Um, what scored a tried Eden Park, didn't he, underneath the posts, and then suddenly sort of into the wilderness and didn't end up making the end of the year too, and no real explanation given for it. And um, Good luck to him. Uh, I mean, I'm clearly he's, you know, he's going to go away and capitalise on um, what was a remarkable season for him last year, not just the Super Rugby level, but clearly being an All Black as well. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, Brendan Bradford also joins us now. Uh, Brendan, on Peter Gusto, a caller being let go, uh, well, you know, leaving to go and for sign in French rugby with Clermont. Um, he was selected for the All Blacks, but they never played in this prime position of number eight. He, he came off the bench twice to play six. Uh, allegedly, Otto um, alluded to it before, he um, he missed a meeting, missed a team meeting, overslept and then missed the team bus. But I mean, there are a lot of athletes who have been given uh, forgiven for uh, far worse transgressions than that. Brendan, what do you make of the, the uh, Peter Gus leaving to go to France and pretty much looks like his all-black career is all but done? Yeah, it's 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 a shame, really. Um, and like you say, if if that's the um, that's the indiscretion, uh, you know, missing a team meeting, I'm sure we should go through. Uh, I don't know whether it's current All Black sides, but certainly All Black sides in the not too distant past that, you know, players would have would have overstepped the boundaries a lot further than that and, and kept playing. Um, and yeah, I, I, look, I think the the big shame is is for the Chiefs and for Taranaki as well. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things with the, the current game where, you know, if a player doesn't think he's going to um, gonna be playing for the All Blacks, if it looks like his cards are marked, then there's no real reason for a guy of, of his calibre to, to stick around in, in New Zealand when he can, you know, be making really good money over in France. Um, you know, that's that's the, the way of the game. And, you know, more power to him. Fair, absolutely fair enough to him. But, um, you know, when, when he, you know, he made his, made his All Blacks debut, scored a pretty good try. Um, he's been a tremendous performer in Super Rugby, um, certainly this year, and and you know extending beyond that as well. Um, to not even get a look in, uh, how, how many guys went on that tour? Sixty something. Um, to not even be one of those guys, it's a it's a pretty big slap in the face, in my opinion. Yeah, hugely. And 
probably what's even more um, disappointing, what I was that now that he's pulled on that All Black jersey, he, he can't represent Fiji. The All Blacks don't want him. It's a pity that he can't then, you know, be at the 2023 World Cup in France uh, pulling on the white jersey. Yeah, oh, look, I think that's disappointing, isn't it? I mean, you look at the FIFA World Cup at the moment and you look at what's going on there and just the grand scale that's on him. It is primarily the best players in the world. And, you know, I think that's where rugby have still got to. There's got to be some sort of, um, I don't know, there has to be a little bit of leniency towards the South Pacific or the Pacific Island nations. You know, we want more than just three or four teams being able to win the Rugby World Cup. But you always there's always sense that Scotland and countries like this are protecting their own interests. They don't want the sleeping giant, which is the Pacific Islands, to truly wake up. And yeah, I, I do sometimes feel in the past that New Zealand have been a little bit guilty at times of um, yeah, giving players, but you know, small opportunity almost to shut those options down elsewhere. Um, oh, I might be I might be a little bit. Yeah, I might be getting a little bit carried away with that, but it's again, it's that perception, isn't it? Well, mm. yeah, we'll give we'll give him a couple of tests, and therefore he definitely won't be available for anybody else, and we won't have to worry about playing them in the future. But look, just too with you know, he is of Fiji and descent, as you mentioned. Um, you know, there is a lot of pressure um, within those Fijian societies. You know, they are very much a community-based, village-based people. We are, you know collectively they put their incomes and stuff together and look I, I, I'd imagine this is more about Gus not just looking after himself but actually looking after a, a wider community as well so look good luck to him. Yeah good luck to him uh, as what I alluded to there Brendan there there are cynics amongst the uh, rugby public in New Zealand that you know when he was selected at the time thought I hope this isn't one of those selections just to stop him from uh, playing against us. Yeah, and look, I, I, I'm in that camp, I think. <laughs> I wish I could take the opposite view, but uh, just sort of seen it so many times in the past. And, and not always cynical, but, you know, talent that could be playing for, you know, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, um, instead playing for New Zealand. Um, you know, just, just imagine, you know, a Tongan side, um, you know, of, of all their top players that, you know, opted to play for Tonga instead of, instead of the All Blacks. Um, you just, you look at how strong, um, some of those island nations could be. We've sort of seen glimpses of it in rugby league um, over the past year or so. I know different sort of elements going on, but, um, you know, with Samoa making the, the Rugby League World Cup final, like it is possible. Um, but, and I think the only thing with, with him would be maybe, I think there's a, he'd be, if he plays in France for the next sort of three, four years, he might be eligible for the, the next World Cup um, if he's still around. I know he's sort of 28, so whether he's still playing, but, um, you know, there's, there's probably some cold comfort for, for him right now, but um, hopefully there is still, you know, light at the end of the tunnel that he could play for Fiji at a World Cup in Australia in about five years' time. Yeah, now, I, I don't know if you saw uh, any of this, Mark, but uh, the England-Pakistan series has been rumbling on uh, with Brendan McCullum coaching England now, of course, and they've won their first Test Series there since 2000. Uh, Pakistan fell about 45 runs short of winning the Test. Uh, there was a little bit of a controversy around Ollie Pope, the catch to dismiss uh, Saud Shaquille when he was on 94. Uh, have you seen this? Was it a catch? What did you make of it? Yeah, look, I, I have watched it a few times, actually. I watched it a few times this morning. I actually have been following the series. I, I'm just intrigued by Brendan McCullum. I'm intrigued by what he's doing with England. I'm intrigued by the way they're playing the game. I like the philosophy of trying to grow test cricket. Uh, coming back to the catch, look, I watched it first time. Definitely looked like a catch first up. 
Whilst it slowed down, um, I still believe it was a catch, but I do believe the ball at the same time probably sort of touched the ground. But in saying that, I felt that that was more because of the gloves. I did feel like he was in control there. But look, they went upstairs. They used the technology. That's what it's there for. Um, So, yeah, look, I mean, if there's any doubt, you normally go and benefit of the batsman. So... My initial impression was that it was a catch. Slow it down enough, and I think you can find reasons why perhaps it wasn't. But they've used the technology, and as they say, it's in the scorebook, and the rest is history, and well done, England. And what is it, eight out of nine now for the English under McCullum and under Ben Stokes, and they're coming here. And then, boy, I tell you what, that Ashes next year is just going to be some of the most compelling cricket, isn't it, particularly the first ball of the first test. Yeah, mate, it's going to be huge. And, uh, yeah, a couple of Kiwis leading the Poms, which is always always good to see, uh, Brendan, although that doesn't, uh, they don't like us talking about that so much. Uh, what did you make of it? Have you seen the catch? Yeah, it's one of those ones where I saw a lot of um, criticism and further of Pope, um, you know, after the catch, you know, on social media and stuff. It's, man, it's one of those ones where if, you, if you're taking the catch, you think you took it. And, um, yeah, they've got the, they've got the technology to... to overturned to change decisions these days and um, that's you know that's the way it went but um, you know just the, the the two tests that they've had um, some of the best some of the best test cricket in terms of just you know those massive scores going at you know, eight and over in the first in the first innings of the first test and then um, England's declaration like, like they're making test cricket feel like a t- 2020 with um, the the excitement and and you know, it's going down to the last day, to the last session. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, Brendan McCullum's obviously huge behind that. And, and yeah, fellow Kiwi, Ben Stokes, big Warriors fan, Ben Stokes, um, <laughs> are leading the charge. And look, as much as I, um, you know, hate to compliment the English cricket team, uh, they've made it exciting, and I can't take that away from them. So it's been bloody good to watch. Yeah, it has been good to watch. And you know Greg Dyer would have claimed it, right? Greg Dyer would have claimed that, definitely. Uh, but 100. Uh, 100%. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. This is the panel with Brennan Bradford and Mark Watson. Gentlemen, uh, big news coming out of Australia yesterday for the A-League. The A-League has done a deal with New South Wales government for Sydney to host the grand finals for the next three seasons. Uh, it's reportedly been an eight-figure sum that the A-League have taken for this, but the backlash amongst players, the fan base, uh, even the media in Australia has been pretty huge. Uh, Brendan, you're on the ground over there. Uh, when Craig Goodwin, the big star of the Socceroos at the World Cup, who plays for Adelaide United, comes out and says he's not a fan of it uh, as a player or a fan, um, that's pretty damning, isn't it? It's a shocker. It's an absolute shocker. Um, I could go on and on about this one, but the 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 idea uh, it was poor. It's bad. It's been received poorly, and you just saw with the the Craig Goodwin's tweet where uh, it seems like he didn't even know what his interview was going to be used for. The the execution and the rollout has just made it so much worse. Um, it's just a, it's a slap in the face to to fans um, to 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 sell off the the grand final. I mean, football over here isn't like football in Europe. It's not like rugby league or AFL here where you'll have tens of thousands of fans traveling to away games and to finals. It's still, a, it's a niche sport. You need to have a grand final in a, in a you know, the city of, of the team that, that, you know, is top of the table to tap into the, those local communities, to those local fan bases. That's what makes 
the A-League Grand Final, 40,000 people at Adelaide and, and Perth and stuff. That's what makes them such vibrant, awesome occasions. Um, it's just, it's it's so short-sighted. Um, it's it's just a terrible idea. Yeah, terrible idea. What I don't know how much you've seen of this, but uh, you know the um, CEO of the A League, Danny Townsend's come out and he's tried to paint it as something other than just a a cash grab from the A League. Uh, what have you made of it? Oh, look, when I read this, I thought I was New Zealand rugby running this because that's just a cash grab as well, and we've seen the damage they've done to the local game all in the name of the bottom line. Look, this is professional sport, isn't it? And it's all about the bottom line now. It's all about the money. Um, you know, where do they redistribute the wealth? Where do they redistribute this money? Look, oh, it, it's absolutely perfectly summed up by Brendan in regards to this is different to the NRL. This is different to a lot of big sporting events where... Wherever you take it, people are going to travel. You've got a big enough fan base and people are going to sell it out. You know, there needs to be an incentive if you win this. Hey, you're going to get the home advantage all the way through. And, you know, I mean, Wellington Phoenix, if we were to find ourselves in that position, I mean, it might be the first time that we actually would sell a game out if we were to host a final here with Wellington Phoenix. And what a wonderful opportunity that would be in terms of you know, inspiring the next generation and allowing for that sort of succession plan. But look, you know, they've taken state of origin. I mean, they've taken state of origin and they've made that an exhibition in places like Perth and places like Melbourne. And yet you go, hang on, that state of origin. There's two words in there which says that it should never, ever go out of Brisbane. It should never go out of Queensland or New South Wales. But they've done it. We've got All Blacks next year, aren't we? We're playing South Africa in London, which is an exhibition, um, and it's all in the name of the money. It's all in the name of the cash grab. And, yeah, it's just disappointing. I just wish sometimes these administrators would sit back and look at some of the intangibles, just look at some of the stuff that you can't actually put a monetary value on. And it's short term, but it does damage in the long term. And um, I think New Zealand cricket are seeing that with taking the money and going to Spark rather than sticking with Sky. You know, if they've lost half their audience, the level of engagement in cricket um, is not what it once was mm. because of these financial decisions. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting point you make there, and, and Brendan, I, you know, the thing that stood out for me was the Cove, who the Sydney FC fans, and the the Red and Black, who were the Western Sydney fans, who, of any fan group, are the ones that benefit most from this decision. Have both come out and slammed it, and and, and agreed and said, look, you know, we know this makes sense, uh, you know, is is beneficial for our clubs, but it's wrong and it, it, it shouldn't be. Uh, the fact that you've got Goodwin, you've got members of the media, uh, prominent members of the media, a lot of ex players, uh, standing up against this, is any chance that uh, the A-League uh, change their stance on this or is it uh, just going to be dissent for the next three years and see what happens next? I don't think how they can they can roll it back to be honest I saw yeah a few sort of prominent media figures saying that the you know it's almost untenable now but I don't know once you once you've you know they don't they don't just make this decision over a period of a couple of weeks these these kinds of things it goes all the way up to the state government these kinds of deals uh, are months, if not longer, in the making. And um, I look, I, I honestly just don't see how they can they can roll it back. It'll be dissent for the next next couple of years. Um, uh, Melbourne Victory and and Melbourne City fans are, are both um, staging a, a boycott for the first, I guess, the first fifteen or twenty minutes of their their match this week. So they're going to be um, standing in the concourse for kickoff um, this weekend as a, as a form of protest. Um, and and you know when you've got uh, you know, Melbourne Victory and the Cove fans and the Western Sydney fans, they're three of the sort of 
most diehard sort of fan bases when they've they've all come out and and they're all unanimous. These guys don't agree on anything. When they all come out and slam it, um, you know you've you've taken a wrong step there. Yeah, you know when you you're not uniting football fans, you've done something wrong, Mark Watson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, look, look, there's an interesting situation that's just played out on my sport, the Hawaii Ironman, which is the ultimate sport in triathlon, which the Australians have always done very well at, with the likes of the Craig Alexanders and and some of the big names um, in the past, Chris McCormack. Well, they've now, it's like that's the equivalent of the Masters in golf, it's the equivalent of Wimbledon. And it's become so big and, and Ironman's become so big and they've become so greedy that going forward, they're going to alternate years now. Next year, it'll be a women's only race with the Men's World Championship being staged somewhere else around the world. The following year, it's going to be a men's only race with the Women's World Championships. And you should see the outcry from the Ironman community, the holy grail, the origins of the sport. It'd be completely and utterly bastardised. And you've got the same people putting out there a similar sort of spin. Oh, this is for the greater good of the sport. This is not about a cash grab. And you go, hang on a minute. You wouldn't do it to Wimbledon. You wouldn't go and do it to the Masters. So why are you doing it to this? And people just shake their head and go, hey, live by the sword. Expect to die by the sword. And it's, it's yeah, you just wonder where these people come from that find themselves in these positions where they can have such an influence. And, and you know, what are they on a bonus for how much money they make? Well, you, you, I, I think you might have put your, your finger on it right there, uh, Mark. It seems to be the driving factor uh, for sure. Uh, let's finish, gentlemen, with the FIFA World Cup. The semi-finals are tom- uh, tomorrow and uh, Thursday as well. Croatia, Argentina tomorrow morning. Who have you got, Watto? Yeah, big one this one, isn't it? Boy, tough. I don't know. Um Boy, Luka Modric, what's he, 37 years of age now. Then you go across, you've got Rozovic, uh, Kovacic. I mean, it's it's not a bad midfield for Croatia. Oh, look, there's a part of me that wants to see Messi go on and win this. I like to see great players, um, generational players, just enhance that reputation and legend. But I'm going to go with Argentina to win this one, uh, to win this one 2 now. Yeah, uh, and uh, what about you, Brennan? Who have you got? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a long-time Lionel Messi fan going way back to the early days when he was playing with Ronaldinho at Barcelona. So I'm going Argentina, but it's going to be a, a really intriguing match. Messi versus Modric, uh, the two keepers. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a, a nil-all and it goes to penalties at all. Um, but I'm, I'm backing Argentina in this one. Yeah, I've taken the draw at uh, at 90 minutes at $3.20 made in this one, to be honest. I think uh, that's that, the one. <laughs> that, that, that looks good. Uh, and then, Brennan, before we let you go, mate, Morocco-France Thursday morning. Can uh, Morocco keep the fairy tale alive? It's been a great run. It's been awesome. Um, but it, yeah, look, I think it ends it ends here. They've they've knocked off some of the giants of, of European football. Um, but the, the class of, the, you know, the speed of Mbappe, Griezmann, um, I've been super impressed by Dembele this this tournament as well. I think the France will just, I think the French will just have too much firepower, too much class for Morocco. Um, and I think, hoping we'll see an Argentina um, France final, Messi versus Mbappe as sort of a an old versus young final on the weekend. And two PSG teammates, uh, you concur with yeah. Brendan on that one, Watto? Yeah, look, I think FIFA would be dying for an Argentina France final. Um, I think if Morocco were to go on and win this, it would be bigger than Leicester City winning the EPL back in, what was it, 2017, which I think is the greatest achievement in the history of sport. But, yeah, look, I think I think Morocco's 
comes to an end. I think France become the first team since Brazil in 1962. They won it in 58, defended it in 62. I think France do the same. I think they defend the title that they won four years ago. So I'm going to say France, Argentina final. I'm going to pick the French to go the whole way. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time on the panel today. Good to chat as always.